Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I'm speaking with William Doyle. You might know him better as East India Youth. Hello. Uh, well, like you said, I guess I'm William Doyle, and you might know me as East India Youth more. It's weird that there, isn't it? It's like you might know me by my like band name of a solo project than you would by my actual name. But hey, there you go. What are you going to do about that? <laughs> it's my choice. I just got to see Soundcheck and I was thrilled because in all your press photos you are dressed posh and sometimes when you meet an artist that has a very styled look, at Soundcheck they're in a ripped t-shirt and jeans. You are not. You are decked out full in your suit and I'd love you to describe that suit for the listening audience. Oh, I'm wearing a grey, like a light grey suit at the moment which actually it's not very expensive. I don't really wear expensive suits on tour because you, you have to work in them, you're sweating them a lot when you're on stage. So it's best to have kind of thin ones. This one I bought in Japan, it's like a salaryman suit. It's like a business, like Japanese businessman suit. That's like 140 pounds it was. And then I'm wearing like a, yeah, like a light blue shirt from Charles Turret, which is a good uh, shop in London. And some cufflinks and stuff at the moment. I don't know, some brown brogues and a maroon tie from Marks and Spencer, which is a popular uh, high street uh, retailer. I am wearing a $12 tank top. <laughs> you look great in it though. It's not about what you wear, it's how you wear it. Oh, I got all of these compliments. <laughs> so how about we listen to a track? Absolutely. What one should we listen to? Well, I'm going to give you a choice. Uh, let's listen to Turn Away. I think that will, that will inspire the, the, the new people to, to listen onwards. All right. Let's give it a listen. Christ alive, I think that I've had enough. Contemplating, digging holes for my love At the point of passion, I am inflamed But now it seems those points are due to be changed Turn away, I never should be seen 
interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Turn Away by East India Youth. I'm talking with William, aka East India Youth himself. I would love you to tell me a little bit more about this track we've heard. Um, Turn Away. Um, I would love you to take a deep breath and let's watch the ums. I will try to watch the ums. When you're trying to remember what you did at a point when you were creating something, it becomes quite hard not to go, uh, because you're just trying to think back to to a time that seems so abstract to you. It's like people always ask you what, you know, how did you write this song and what did you do? You know, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't really present at the whole thing. You know, you're working at something very hard, and it, this process becomes totally abstracted from like this conscious thing I'm not saying it's like a spiritual like new age oh, I flat out of my body sort of thing but you you work in it in a very different way and your attention span is completely completely different than it was when you were listening to something when you're creating something it's completely different this song took about it was a product of two songs that um that I've been working on for a while but weren't really working out themselves and I thought how about I meld them together and that's actually how a lot of my tracks will come about and that's why it takes me so long to write them as well I guess sometimes. How about you describe the two very different songs that you merged into Turn Away? Um, that was a big arm there but I'm allowed it at the start of the sentence I feel like. Turn Away was like part of a kraut rocky thing that I was doing like a very like motoric like dun 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 which is in the middle section of the song but that was initially the entire track pretty much and I was sort of singing the melody over that. Um, but there was also this other song that I had that sounded like, um, I don't know if you know Laurel Halo, um, she's brilliant, uh, she made one of my favourite albums like ever called Quarantine back in 2012 it came out and I was trying to make something in the vein of that and none of these songs were working very well but I liked the melodic sort of structure of them and it was just a case of right this one isn't working what can I sort of augment this with and that, that one just seemed to go together and it was weird because one of the songs was in 3-4 time and the other one was in 4-4 four, four time, like straight 4-4 four, four time. And then I realised that the melody that I'd composed for the 4-4 four, four one actually would work very well in the 3-4 setting as well. So everything kind of, it's weird when that sort of stuff happens. It's like, well, this wasn't meant to go together initially, but actually in the end it, like, it works out very well. So, um, yeah. All right, East India Youth. Your second record is called Culture of Volume. You've said the whole vibe of this record is certainly trying to force errors by making unlikely connections and seeing what happens. I'd love you to talk about one forced error you made that needed some serious tweaking. I guess I meant in in terms of the whole record, really, rather than individual songs. One moment it will be like a Pet Shop Boys style, you know, electro pop, synth pop banger into like an ambient piece or into industrial techno you know and I wanted that to feel like the craziest 
thing in the world, but also feel like the nat most natural thing in the world as well. And that was definitely like a forced error, I would say. Like these things really shouldn't be going together, and I should really be thinking against doing making those combinations but it kind of works in, in its own way and that was sort of the most exciting thing to do. I think that it's time to listen to another East India Youth track. I'm going to choose the track Beaming White so I'd love you to introduce that track. This is Beaming White, this is the aforementioned uh, Pet Shop Boys style electro synth pop banger. Hey this is East India Youth, you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood, he's a great guy. Aww. <laughs>
Youth, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Beaming White by a guy called East India Youth. He goes by Will. I would love you to tell me a little bit more about this song. I've always wanted to do like a, like a, my version of like a synth pop, like 80s synth pop song, and especially like a, in a Pet Shop Boys manner, because it's a huge influence on me. One reviewer of the record said that this song made him feel like you were ready to write your version of AHA's Take On Me. Now first, can you tell people what AHA's Take On Me is? Take on me. Take, uh, you know, eventually, you know, etc. I'm not gonna, I can't really sing that high right now. I haven't worn my voice up, but um, it, they were a, I can't remember where they were from, they're Danish or they were like Norwegian band, maybe Norwegian, um, from the 80s, and it was a huge, huge, huge hit, and it had an incredible video. I love the British press because they aren't afraid to be bitchy, but as someone reading it from North America, I don't always know if they're giving you a compliment or an insult. I, yeah, that one's weird, isn't it? I don't really know. I think that the guy completely missed the point, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really, I haven't, I didn't read that one, and I haven't read any, like many of the reviews from this this record. Uh, it's it's a weird, murky water to start wading in. I think you're right. The British press doesn't isn't uh, afraid to um, to uh, get the knives out. East India youth, you get compared to Brian Eno a lot. For people who don't know. Quickly, who is Brian Eno? Brian Eno has had more effect on popular music since the 1970s or the mid, late, uh, mid to late 1970s than any one person has, I think. Um, he's produced records by Talking Heads, U2, Coldplay. He was in Roxy Music. He created, he coined the term ambient music. He's done a lot of stuff. He's, he's my biggest inspiration generally anyway so it's nice to get compared to him sometimes yeah i met him recently as well and he was he's an incredible incredible person i i am looking forward to learning a lot from him he's yeah he's great did you give him a hug or geek out he was exactly as i imagined him to be which is weird you know that never happens usually but i guess i've read so many interviews and stuff with him and i've had a lot of testimonials from people who know him who've worked with him and always say you know he's a really genuine nice guy and and he is, so... Um, so my question, that all sounds wonderful, thank you. My question is that he also, in addition to what you described, designed the Microsoft Sound, which is the sound that you would hear whenever you started, or I think, shut down PC computers back in the 2000s, so... I think, yeah, I think it was the Windows 95, like, startup sound, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if you could get a chance to design your own sound for anything in the known world, what would you like to redesign? I would, I would happily redesign the default Samsung text tone that goes like this, like a whistle, like that thing. Because I hear that all the time, and when people don't put their phones on silent, you know, and they're in the train carriage or something like that, and it just goes on and on and on. It's the most annoying thing in worldwide as well. I've been, I've toured all over the world, and people have that sound everywhere. So I'd love to redesign the default Samsung if you're listening. You know, I'd like to uh, get in there and, and offer you something that's a lot better, frankly, than your weird whistle thing you got going on. How can we set that up? I completely agree. <laughs> what I'd like to do now is I'd love to play an older track, so I'm going to give you a choice. I can either play Dripping Down or Looking for Someone. Your choice. Uh, let's do Dripping Down. Why did you choose that song? 
I just uh, I've changed it quite a lot when I'm playing live now, and it doesn't really resemble the, the song that I initially started it to be. So it's nice to hear how it you know how it was originally intended now. East India Youth, you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. He's a great guy. Aww. <laughs> Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Dripping Down by East India Youth off his first record, Total Strife Forever. I've got Will, aka East India Youth, with me, and I'd love you to tell me an interesting and fun fact about this track. This track has what sounds like a gospel choir sort of thing on it. It's actually just me, my, my voice. I think I recorded myself about 60 times over one another and I was trying to do like heavy vibrato on my voice and just make it sound like I was this huge gospel choir. It took like quite a lot of improvisation, um, but it was a lot of fun. When you heard that sound when I first made it and it put the reverb on it and it sounded like it was in a big hall, and I was like, oh yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> Um, uh, it's one of those moments, it's like you can just listen to that bit over and over and over again. It's like quite it's a pleasurable thing. So Will, you've said in a lot of interviews that it can take you over a year to make a song. And that boggles my mind. So I'd love you to break it down for me. I don't know. It, it takes a while because I'm never, never in any rush to, um, 
to, to get things finished you know it's um I just want to listen I listen to what I've done every day and I can let the ideas ferment and just really like make sure that I'm happy with them before they get committed to tape and I just like to make sure that the the, the melodies and stuff stay interesting to me for a long period of time as well you know you write a song and then if you think that uh you know a year later down the line you're like you still have that melody in your head it must be a, a good one so i'm going to come at this from the other side considering you take sometimes up to a year to make your song how do you know when it's done um you don't you don't really. <laughs> it's like a point of abandonment you know a point of surrender where you just go one of the most useful things to me uh, throughout my sort of like my teenage years and my creative life that I learned was a quote from uh, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci that said, uh, "Art is never finished, only abandoned." And I just I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah, you're right. You know that you can completely labour over something and be this perfectionist if you want, but I think that the ultimate result is that you're only going to be making small, barely perceptible changes to the listener. And there has to be a point when you go, right, I can't do this anymore. You know, I have to just let it go. And you have to let it go. Then the song or piece of art, whatever you're working on, becomes an, another thing when you start to show it to people. It's no longer yours. It belongs to someone else. And you have to abandon that. So that point of abandonment is very important. And I don't know. I don't know. what. There's just a moment where it's like, right, I know now. Okay, this is the point where I have to let it go. But how long that takes is anybody's guess, really. So you've said that you like working at home a lot. If I came over to your home studio and walked over to your desk, what's one thing that I would pick up and be like, really, Will, this is at your desk? Biscuits. Cookies, I guess you'd say. I like Hobnobs, a brand called McVitie's make these amazing like oatmeal biscuits called Hobnobs, which I'm a huge fan of and <laughs> have been for a long time. So I, I, there's a lot of crumbs and stuff like that where, I'm, where I work. So a hobnob is an oatmeal cookie? Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. I, yeah, I guess you can't buy them here, but um, yeah, I'll, you sh if you ever come over to, to London or England or UK or whatever and buy some hobnobs, they're great. It's the end of the show. I'm going to give you another choice. We can either play Carousel off your new record, Culture of Volume, or End Result. It's also from the same record. Let's play Carousel. It's my favorite song on Culture of Volume. I like to play that song without actually playing anything. I, I play a lot on stage, like on keyboard, bass guitar and drum pad, but for that song I just kind of hit play and, and it all treat it as like a karaoke tune, I guess. And I have a mic, different mic set up at the side. And it's just nice to be able to stand there without any barrier or anything. And, and you know, really like, you know, you look at the crowd and you connect with them a bit more and because it's such a slow somber track I think people pay a lot of attention to to you especially since you've dropped everything all the beats and stuff from the rest of the set are gone and you're just left with this sort of serene thing it's a lot of fun to do that one I really enjoy singing that song uh, and I hope I always will <laughs> Will aka East India Youth thank you very much for being on my show thank you very much it's a pleasure of mine Hey, this is East India Youth. You're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. He's a great guy.
So 